Here we go. Time for another podcast. Coming to you live from the frozen tundra of Parker, Colorado. It is snowing like hell outside right now. I mean, it is coming down. You know, supposed to get a little rain. Oh, no, no, no. Not a little rain. A little snow. A lot of snow. So, it's cold out there. Stay bundled up. Uh, so, let's get right into this. This podcast is brought to you by the fine folks over at Western Visions Lanyards. Western Visions Lanyards is the home of unique and individually crafted lanyards crafted right here in the USA. These lanyards incorporate various natural stones, bones, and wooden beads along with high-quality fitments, ensuring each one-of-a-kind lanyard will serve you well for many seasons to come. Remember, life's too short to fish with an ugly lanyard. So go to westernvisionslanyards.com Uh, man. It's been a minute, as always. You know, life just, uh, tends to get in the way, but, you know, it's life. Kids are sick. I'm sick. Was sick. You know, it's one of those deals. But I finally got out fishing, uh, last weekend. Went back home to uh, northern New Mexico and went up to the lake where everybody in the world, everybody there grows up fishing on. And I went and did some lake fishing, which was, uh, it was nice, man. It was, it was windy. It wasn't cold. The sun was out. A little bit of ice on the northern end of the lake. Nothing where I was, though. And, uh. You know, it was it was good, you know, and, and kind of come off the last episode where I told you guys I was going to start fishing blobs and uh, blobs and boobies and, you know, trying to get into more of these um, tactics from Great Britain and, the you know, the lock style fishing, washing line type stuff. So kind of got into that. I fished a big, large coronamid. And then uh, probably two feet behind that, I had a blob. So only fished two flies. Um, you know, not a not a big full washing line, but uh, two because I, I had forgot my I had forgot my fabs, which are foam ass blobs in Parker. So didn't fish anything with foam. So I didn't have that you know that sinking U effect in the fly line and the flies and all that. But did fish a blob. Um, it was really productive. I think I caught probably four or five on the blob, and probably the same amount on the coronamid that was, you know, suspended vertically in front of that. So I was, uh, I was really liking it, man. It's, uh, it's different, different way to fish. I mean, it's you know, it's, it's. I guess it's just different flies and different rigging, not necessarily different lake tactics for what for what I do anyway. Um, so then I got home and I had a shipment of hooks come in. So I tar, I started, so I tarted, so I started to tie some boobies. And the first round of boobies were blue, were, uh, purple. Holy shit, I cannot talk tonight. So the first round of boobies were purple, uh, boobies with black eyes. And... 
The next round I'm going to run are going to be probably some olive ones. Um, I do like purple in my lake stuff. I do like olive, obviously. I need to get me some wine, wine or some claret colored stuff. So I can tie those up as well and, uh, you know, be, uh, be still water efficient with some newer flies and some newer techniques this year. So can't wait for that. That'll be, uh, that'll be a good time. I always like getting out and trying new things, learning, you know, cause I, I mean, that's the biggest thing about fly fishing. If you're not learning or you're not trying to learn, what are you really, why are you doing it? You know, I mean, I understand the whole, you know, I, I fish for me, I fish for this, I fish for this, but if you're going to really dedicate your life to it, you're going to be, you know, you're going to be like, well, you know, I've, I'm a fisherman, I do this and this. I personally think you should be as well-versed as you possibly can, you know. Get out there, read read stuff, uh, you know, read, read as much as you can, left and right. You see something that looks interesting, read on, read up on it. Go out and try it. Get out of your comfort zone. It's uh, definitely the only way to grow is to get out of your comfort zone. So, here's my my preachiness for the day. Get out there. Try something new. Even if you get skunked, try it again. Even if you get skunked then, try it again until you you get it dialed in to where you're going to catch fish. You know, it's it's like the whole... Uh, you know, like the whole check nymph thing. I said I was going to do it last year, and I put it by the wayside, and I said, no, I'm not going to do it, and I streamer fished most of the time, so, you know, that kind of took precedence over the check nymphing, but this year I'm going to get back into it, and I'm going to do some check nymphing, and if I don't catch anything the first couple times out, that's that's life, man, but you got to get out there and learn, expand your toolbox expand your horizon get those fish on the line so along with expanding horizons uh, as most of you know we have a we have a group on facebook called the uh world leaderboard it's a little it's a little rough and rowdy group but somebody brought up a question this week my boy my boy Brown Sugar brought up a question of how many knots uh, should you really know if you're fly fishing? And your boy chimed in and I said, well, you know, 16 to 18 I think is really where you need to be. Obviously, it's a tongue-in-cheek comment. I'm only playing. But uh, I'd really be interested in seeing what you guys think. Uh, as far as how many knots should you know? You know, there's... You got the clinch, the improved clinch, the... The Rapala knot, which is... I think it's... I think the Rapala knot is basically the non-slip mono loop. Uh, surgeons, double surgeons, triple surgeons, blood knot, Albright's, uh, Davy knot, nail knot... Uh, what else is there? Bimini twist. I don't even try to mess with that one. But 
How many how many knots are you guys using out there? Leave me uh go go to the podcast thing where you rate and review on iTunes and tell me how many knots you guys are using. Since that's the only place I can get feedback. So, I mean, really, how many how many, you know, there's there's a couple people that are like, "Listen, all I need to know is a clinch and a surgeon's." And eh Two knots, I don't think is. I don't think is a good repertoire. I don't, anyway. Um, yeah, I don't know. What do you guys think? Uh, definitely blood knot. Definitely nail knot. Uh, definitely Albright knot. Uh, blood knot, nail knot, Albright. Uh, non-slip mono loop. Clinch, improve clinch, double surgeons, or triple surgeon, or whatever you're going to do, and a perfection loop. And I think your money. But, like I said, let me know. You saltwater people use a lot of weird shit, too. You know, that's where you get into the Bimini and all that, the Davy and the, the Orvis knot and all kinds of shit like that. So, let me know how many knots we should be using. Okay? Um... Okay, so another thing that came up, and this was, this was really made uh, or started as a funny topic. Then it kind of it kind of grew some roots and kind of made me think about some stuff. So, what type of split shot are you using out on the water? Okay, what kind of split shot? Now, I'm not saying are you using lead or using tin. But that is part of it. Do you use Water Gremlins Split Shot? I know you've seen them. You know, a little, little baggy. You know, you could use the Split Shot, then turn around and put some crack in it and sell the crack. You know, a little baggy. It's got the little ears on the back that you can grip it with your forceps and open them up. Um, super shiny. Um, <laughs> just, I mean, I mean, we, we, it was, it was a pretty big conversation, you know, and, and I, I said it, it's like, it's like rookie ball if you're using water gremlins, which if you're using it to get down to the fish, I really don't give a shit. I kind of said it more tongue in cheek, but I thought it was pretty funny. Uh, personally, I've got, I've got the super duo, super duo, whatever it's called. I use that in lead. I use that in tin. I buy the boss tin stuff, the sticks and stones uh, that are colored. I use the camo shot. I use the the little eggs, the God, what are they called, lemurs or something like that. And then I've got the tungsten shot, the reusable tungsten shot from Montana Fly Company. So I got a lot of weight in my in my bag quote unquote in my bag that I use so what are you guys using um out there you know drop like I said either either put it on iTunes leave a review let me know or if you want to answer any of these questions at all send an email to podcast at troutpornation.com and let me know your thoughts on both the split shot deal 
and the uh, the knots because I really I really like some feedback on that. Okay, so let me know what you guys think about that. This segment is brought to you by Fifty Two Eighty Angler. If you are searching for expert guides and fly fishing fun on the front range, be sure to check out Fifty Two Eighty Angler. Whether you are looking to sharpen your skills on the South Platte system, plan the perfect date, or host the ultimate party on the water, Fifty Two Eighty Angler has your trip covered. The guides at Fifty Two Eighty have the passion, the skill, and the experience to serve you. Find web specials at 5280angler.com and check out recent trip pics on Facebook and Instagram at 5280angler. 5280angler is passionate about service and wild about fish. Uh, don't forget that they have the the private lease going on right now in the Eagle River. And as this next interview will let you know, Boxwood and um, Longmeadow will be opening up April 13th. You can do is think about the next one, I guess, but that, that's what's happening, yeah. Nice, dude. Yeah, it was, uh, it looked like a good time, man. I saw the pictures rolling in, so. Yeah, we were pretty honored, actually. We got to take, so Gunnison River Expeditions, um, they run the jet boats up the, the lower part of the canyon, and we were pretty honored. Al fired it up, and we were the first first crew up river this year and it was really lights out fishing um terrific, terrific bug life um great great dry fly fishing we never got into any streamer action but just lots of fish really quality fish and an incredibly good time we had great weather so just an absolutely awesome river to float so we had a really good time nice man so oh, for, yeah. the, for those of you that don't know i'm on with Number one guide, my boy Ben from Fifty Two Eighty Angler. <laughs> more like more like number twelve on the totem pole. <laughs> the <laughs> number last, twelve, but his his social network game is strong, though. There you go. Thank you. Yes, yeah, so if you're wondering who's writing those weird things, that sometimes is me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we're uh, Ben. Ben just got back, like he was saying, he was he was on the Gunnison this weekend. Beautiful weather. Oh yeah, fantastic! Just sunny, a little bit of wind, like always, but anywhere, but in the spring. But it was, um, but yeah, just really great weather. We had great hatches. Um, caught some fish up on top. Got some big, big rainbows, big browns. Uh, yeah, spent spent two days, spent two days fishing there. We spent one day just kind of <laughs> hanging out, in spring break kind of things. Oh but, yeah, but two two days fishing, and and yeah, and then what's really cool about that, on top of that, is um, so some of the guides live down toward the springs, and then some of us are. Up north toward denver so some guys took the southern route and they stopped at the taylor today on the way home and then a few others went up went up stopped by the eagle and both 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 posses ended up having a good like bonus trip back fish in both both places so that was kind of cool too that is good yeah yeah jeremy gino and uh gino's son went south and then and ron and the rest of us went north and yeah so that was that was neat it was like great on the guns and great on the eagle great on the uh on the Taylor, so I guess it's just kind of great fishing all over all over the state right now. That is awesome. Then you get home and it is snowing like hell. Yeah, yeah. But there was a little bit of that race to to, to beat sort it. of beat the storm, but I am more than happy that that snow is coming. We need it both for now and for later. So oh, I will take it. Need it so bad. It is unreal how bad we need this. Yeah. 
So that that's just kind of an icing icing on the cake, literally. Yeah. You know, have a good, have a great weekend. Yep. Exactly, man. Yeah. So uh, just a quick, sh- uh, I'm going to give a quick shout out to um, if folks are interested, I, uh, Gunnison River Expeditions. You can find them on on all the social media stuff, but or just GunnisonRiverExpeditions.com. Um, Al is a one heck of a jet boat captain. I mean, the water. I think it was like maybe 600 cfs or something. I think that's what. It was flowing and uh, pretty skinny, and uh, you know our raft was scraping bottom, but he was able to get that jet boat up there. So, um, pretty cool stuff. If you have a raft or a drift boat, you can put it on the bow of that jet boat and ride it up, or otherwise you can rent boats right there at Pleasure Park. So, great operation, Sandy in there. Um, they're the ones who run the three-day camping trips too. You know, wow. I think their June is pretty probably booked up, but um, but all season long that'd be a, an epic adventure for sure. So oh, check yeah. them out. No, that'd be cool as hell, man. Those those people who run the jet boats are they're kind of loony in their own way, though. <laughs> it's, it's yeah, yeah, not for the faint of heart, no. or the or the one who can't pick a line. Yeah, yeah, so, uh, yeah that's uh, exactly it. You gotta you gotta know that river like the back of your hand and know those lines <laughs> in and out. Yeah, yeah, you can check out some pictures of Jay's big old downriver equipment, Rocky Mountain raft up on the bow. And, and when we slid that thing off the off the ledge onto the bow, it was like. Yeah, ah, that's awesome, man. So, yeah. you and I were talking. Um, you mentioned Eagle River, and I know you yeah. guys. You guys got a little bit of something, something going on in the Eagle nowadays. Yeah, our, our, uh, we're really excited about that. The um, the private lease that we've got there on that set on that stretch between um, Edwards and Walcott, and it is fishing lights out. Um, yeah, it, uh, it's really fishing incredible. In fact, folks know probably the public up and down all there is as well right now. Fishing great, but uh, we're really excited about that. And just That just came online this year, so we've spent some time up there. Um, a lot of the guides spent some time up there fishing it recently themselves so that we can, you know, really have that dialed in. And it was like, yeah, unbelievable. And the cool thing about that river, too, is that, you know, with all the great bug life it has, it, it tends to, especially when the wind you know, doesn't pick up, tends to have great hatch activity, so you really get a chance for those dry fly enthusiasts to have a, have a ball. Oh, well. nice. There you go. Get some get some fly aggro on your fly and go. You got it. Stay yep. on top. One fly, you have one little major, a little blue and olive, and go to town. Ah, uh, there ain't nothing wrong with that. Some big fish, too. Some big, you know, and they're really strong, really healthy. You know, yeah. got good flow all the time and good bug life, so you got those strong-shouldered bows. They're really awesome. Yeah, that's good stuff, man. You you know you know when a fishery is good when those fish are strong and hard headed, hard headed and, and hard hitting too aggressive. You know, oh like yeah, they're not they're not um, they're not just laying back in the same little little run, <laughs> sipping stuff. You know, but they're, they're hitting hard, so it's, that part is exciting. Nice, and it, you know, and the flow, you got good freestone flow, and, and so the fights are fun and all that. Hell yes kind of you know the the waiting one thing about that river the waiting can be tricky so i, I kind of recommend for people actually make sure you get the cleats put in there and, and bring a waiting staff because it it actually can be a bit of a bear to wade uh, that's one thing about that you got those bigger uh bigger bigger type rocks not much of a cobble yeah i mean i don't know it's just just it one just of those has, things it has like weird. A, it has like uneven and slickness to it like if you're used to some of the more gravel bottom front range tailwaters like you get in there and just you know it's just different so 
okay. It's not not a problem, but so so it's not it's a bunch of thing about it. yeah. So it's not a bunch of sandbars like Deckers. <laughs> no, that's kind of what I'm kind of hinting at. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you might you might diff it, but yeah, it's it's more like the uh, what is it? Not the I guess not upper flats, but the upper braids on the San Juan where you got those big ass bowling yeah, balls and you got the, good, yeah yeah that, where you just got to pay attention you just yeah. more and you don't go like yeah, exactly you're not going to run downstream after these things yeah <laughs> stream you got to pick pick your battle more carefully yes so. yeah not neither ben or i condone anybody running down the stream but <laughs> i condone it i just don't recommend it <laughs> yeah, yeah but if you do please take a video yeah, yeah, especially the face plant. Yeah, because so. I want to see the running turning into sliding and therefore sprawling out for your life. Yeah, we had, uh, I think, at least three or four of us went down in the gun this weekend. Oh, man, so, it, it, it's, so, yeah. it's not a fishing trip if I don't fall. Maybe that's why, yeah, maybe that's why I got falling on the mine. It just, it just happened um, yeah. left and right this weekend. So. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's one of those deals, of man. Waiters. But, you just get it over the top of your waders, or just kind of pull all the way. Oh, there you yeah. go. Yeah, full, so it was, full fill. Yeah. So it was a good one then. <laughs> nice. Yeah. yeah, a lot of hung hung out to dry in the evening. So, so it is uh, March eighteenth. Yeah, which means twenty six days until the season kicks off at a certain special place, huh? Yeah, like so. The Rockies opener is, of course, uh, a reason to party, but we have our own little reason. Boxwood and Longmeadow are scheduled to open on April 13th. So, yeah, I didn't count the days left. But, yeah, we're really pumped about it. You know, those fish haven't seen a fly. Been fished two in months, so oh. they're going to be raring to go. And spring's always just an awesome time there. You know, you sometimes get some snow, but it's sunny, so it's real pretty. And, you know, hopefully with these warmer weather we'll get some good flows yeah. coming down with the little snow that there is yeah, and then uh, the tunnel will open up and the fishing will be just I mean April and May is one of my favorite times to fish both of those properties the fish are just so aggressive nice yeah yeah, yeah I can't wait pumped. man we're there uh, we're there on May 6th Ooh, nice yeah May might even be just because of the warmer temps I guess that makes me weak but May might even be more my favorite than April but so, but yeah, I love it up there, though. Yeah, so it'll be good. Day after Cinco de Mayo, might have oh, some, probably have to get nice. some Bloody Marys going in the morning. Well, I've been seeing some drone footage on your uh, Instagram feed, so you better bring that drone up there. That will sure, get, get some that, that will probably be happening. Nice. We'll get that thing out there and uh, awesome. make some media. Very cool, very yeah, cool, yeah. very, very, very cool. Yeah, we're pumped about that. So yeah, kind of all kinds of great things. And of course, as everybody knows, and you know, it's fishing the front range these days, things are fishing great all over there too. So really, things have made that turn. We're full on into spring. So man, how quick did that happen, huh? Very quick. I mean, it was a mild winter anyway, but yeah. the fish have really taken notice of the the. The, the spring ahead, I guess, daylight savings time. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it was... They've responded just like my four-year-old son up, <clears throat> up early, so... Oh, yeah, that's the best, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah kids, it's all messed up. <laughs> <laughs> word, word to the government here. Anybody under, like, 15 does not care about the time change. They will <laughs> still right. get up that's early right. as hell. Yeah, that's right. 
<laughs> yeah. Hell yeah, man. So, yeah, so then the only other thing, too, we got going with 5280 is, um, you know, our Mind the Red message, which I guess getting into spring here might be an appropriate time to mention that um, in just a quick, gentle way is we've got that kind of expanding. Um, we've even added now a, a sockeye kind of to support the Save Bristol Bay movement that sort yep. of reared its head again or the need for, for even more concern and oh, um, man, that... voices and, and eyes on that matter. So um, added the sockeye. Uh, to the artwork there with uh, thanks to Nate Carnes and then we've got the Colorado uh, kind of mind the red decal but then more mainly just that mind the red message about paying attention uh, to to where these reds are watching our step and then kind of making conscientious casts and, and knowing when to hold them and, and that kind of thing so yeah um, wouldn't want to wouldn't want to be on here on a spring podcast without mentioning that no 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 that's that was going to be one of the bigger talking points is is if you're if you're out there and you're fishing and and you see two fish together more than likely that's what hap- that's what's happening yeah you know if, yeah. if you see yeah. a patch yeah. of rock and, and it uh, with the, the one of the cool things and one of our goals with the whole uh, message was to help encourage people to sort of take pictures of those reds and get them on social media because that there's nothing like the power of that visuals oh i didn't know what i was looking at before but yeah. now i do and uh and we've seen um as the message has grown more and more people kind of like embracing that idea and um and, and sharing it which the po- kind of harnessing the power of social media that way to, to get it out there and so that more and more people see it and become aware and hopefully protect their fisheries that way yep and you have to man you got you got to protect them for you know, like Ben said, his his son's four. My youngest is two. I want yeah. him to be able to fish these waters and fish these fish. Absolutely, you know? it's all about yeah, saving them for the next generation. So one kind of interesting story. Not you know, we were floating down that gus and have, you know, there's period. There's some places, of course, for public water, and we have to float by. This one gentleman, you know, he's like, "You guys are on the wrong side of the river. There's some fish spawning right here." <laughs> oh my <laughs> god. And, you know, it was kind of funny. I mean, he didn't. There wasn't. A, you know, he just didn't know. Right. And uh, you know, he, he was in. He was being. He wasn't. It was being innocent about it. it yeah. Was like he, oh, didn't, yeah. he didn't really know that that he shouldn't have been maybe doing that. Yep. But, uh, so it is. It is something that I think the word just continues to to have to be spread. Yeah. No. We. I mean, you can't. You can't talk about it enough. Yeah, not, yeah. And, and hopefully too, like kind of our our goal is not in a preachy way, but in an inclusive way. You know that that opens the door to like people to make their own sort of informed decisions about the whole thing. So yep. Kind of that that if the regulations are the fine line, you know, where anytime you're talking ethics beyond that, sort of shades of red, I guess is kind of what we've been talking about. Like, well, every situation across the the, the wide world of angling is unique and different. So. But if there's information about these things that people can use to make their own informed decisions, then we feel like we've done our job. So. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, exactly, man. Uh, yeah. You know, Cliff Cliff Notes version of a red people. It's going to be a lighter patch of gravel in the river. Yeah, there, there's going to be fish near it. You'll 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 know exactly what I'm talking about when you see it. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's one of the things actually that I you know one of my when people ask what is the number one piece of fishing equipment you recommend on this note of spotting them and i start with a good pair of glasses so oh, a man. lot of times being able to see a red or not it might just be a matter of whether or not you're 
you've got a good pair of polarized glasses. So yep. that'd be the first foremost thing. But like, the second thing is all you got to do is hit the hashtag red, and you'll you'll you know re with double D's, and you'll you'll see lots of pictures of them too to go by. Yep. Sort of as signposts. But yeah, and if you're if you're on Instagram, you know, look up mind mind the red hashtag and follow it. Yeah, that'd you be know? another great way, and then spread it when you see it. Like I said, you know, you know take those pictures of them and, and pass it around so people know what they're looking for and what to avoid exactly exactly man well shit i'm glad you had a good weekend oh man it was awesome yeah what, uh, so it, i'm gonna i'm gonna be uh hitting the hay pretty quick here yeah you know how that gets on a fishing trip with your fishing buddies so. oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> it was awesome yeah you gotta catch time. up on some we're, sleep we're lucky to have a great crew of guides and it was it was just really fun we don't get a chance to actually fish together that often you know, right here and there with each other but as a whole big group that's one of the things about that that whole trip that, that's really special yeah no that's that's exactly right man you guys uh when the season is on i know you guys are working your asses Busy. off you know yep. so it's it's one of those things that's really really good and special when you do get the time to go do it you got to do it yeah and then we kind of get to pick each other's brains and learn from one another too which is kind of cool yeah hey did you guys uh this is gonna. This is piggybacking off one of your Instagram photos. Did you get Tom out of the canyon? <laughs> no, he's still there. They're gonna fly in a chopper later. So I was like, ah, I'm not that guy at the bar. We're not gonna run our fuel out of, out of the jet boat to go get him. No, <laughs> yeah, no, he he made it out safe and sound. He was on a he was on like a ten day ski and fish odyssey. So he's he's home now, home to his wife. Oh, yeah, there safe, you go. Safe and sound. No worries about about Mr. Tom. There you go. <laughs> Perfect. Great. All right. Just had just had to throw it out there. I didn't I didn't know what it was about. I saw it on Instagram. I was like, hey, I'm gonna ask about this. <laughs> we left them in the canyon. There was a joke about how they left our Jay's raft floating down river and it disappeared. So ah. <laughs> decided to leave him. There you go. Tom. Tom's next on Naked and Afraid. <laughs> <laughs> Tuning out of that episode. Yeah, every everybody will cut the cord. Then they'll be like, "Nope, don't want this." <laughs> they pushed the envelope too far when they went, Tom. Yeah, this is too much. Yeah. Hell yeah, All right, man. man. Well, thanks. It was great talking to you. And uh, if people are curious about Boxwood or or Eagle Root release, they can they can just look us up online at fifty two eighty angler dot com. And also, actually, we just and you know, I'm not much of a web developers so we actually have a, a pro helping us on that but we did launch the mindtheredorg website as well so people could check out that website for for some more backstory ah. and a little bit more of what we're doing and that's going to continue to be added to with with blogs from some scientists and other experts on the on that whole arena so we're looking forward to getting that going too nice now, nice 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 and if you're listening i'll put I always put the links for the sponsors in the show notes. I will put the Mind the Red in there also, people. So click on it and go check it out. Cool. So, thanks all right, lot, man. Steve. Hey, and thanks, Ben. Thanks, everybody, for, for, for checking that out. We really appreciate that. That's kind of our, our passion project. So yep. we're excited about it. Keep it going, people. Keep it going. Yeah. All right, buddy. Well, you right, uh, go get some rest. I'm going to hit stop on this and get into my next section. So have a good one, man. Cool. Thanks a lot, Steven. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Bye. This last segment is brought to you by Allergist and Fly Geeks at Ascent Fly Fishing. 
if you are ready to stop guessing and start catching more fish every trip to the river, let the team at Ascent Fly Fishing match your hatch. Just tell them where and when you are fishing and they will build you a fly selection down to the life cycle of the bugs in the water when you, and when you are fishing it. Uh, so visit AscentFlyFishing.com Visit RiverOracle.com Use the code TROUTPORN T-R-O-U-T-P-O-R-N for 10% off your first order at Ascent Fly Fishing. And before we get into this next segment... I would like to say if you have small children listening or anybody that is offended by cursing, put some earmuffs on them. I got a little hot, a little heated. Um, I'm sorry. Typically don't do this, but it, it things got a little out of hand. I got a little angry. Got a little triggered. But uh, yeah, there's quite a few F-bombs. So have a listen. Alright, so I've got a thing I would like to talk about, and I want to talk about it now that it's fresh in my mind, and not a week later. So, I was tying some flies last night, and I'm tying up some lake patterns called blobs. And, um, I won't mention the hook company, because I, I definitely don't want this to impact them negatively. And, uh, so we'll, we'll state that right off the bat. But anyway, I was, I was tying some flies, you know, I got through three, four, five flies, uh, put a hook in the vise and started wrapping my thread. And I noticed that it was a little bit, uh, a little bit looser, I guess a little bit more pliable than the previous hooks I had put in the vise. So, took the thread off, pulled it out of the vise, and I, I noticed that the vise had marked, you know, kind of flattened it up on the shank. Or not on the shank, but on the on the hook gate. And, uh, so that, that was my first, first thing I noticed, that it, it flattened it out. So, you know, immediately I was like, well, shit, man, you're, you're putting them in too tight. But... I had looked at the flies I tied before, and there was nothing cosmetic or structural caused by the vice. So, I was like, okay, okay, you know, it's it's still a little too tight, so I backed off the vice a little bit, put it back in, then kind of started wiggling the eye, and uh, it was like... um, it was a very, very pliable hook, if that makes sense. It was very soft. So I took it out of the vise, and I, you know, I started bending it, you know, just in my fingers. And, and mind you, this is a barbless hook, okay? So I'm not going to get too goddamn crazy when I'm bending it, but you, I, I could almost straighten it out with just bending it with my fingers. So I was like, all right, you know, it's it's a weird, it's a one-off deal, because I've, I've bought hundreds, I wouldn't say hundreds of these hooks, I've bought quite a bit of these hooks and uh, never ever ever seen any quality flaws in any of these hooks you know, so um, I know they're good quality, I know I know everything about these hooks and uh, so I went on to a Facebook group that I'm a part of and I posted it and I was like, yeah, you know, I kind of was tying some flies and I found this and 
you know, straighten this hook out with my fingers and, um, you know, just kind of stating that I found an, an anomaly and automatically I've got dudes jumping in, white knighting and getting on my ass because apparently I'm doing, I'm doing a disservice to this hook company by, by posting this in a group you know, and, and granted, granted the group has, you know, 17,000 members in it, but, uh, yeah, so it, it's, apparently it came off to them that I was being negative and talking, basically talking shit about these hooks when that was the, the furthest thing from my mind, okay, I, it, never even crossed my mind that, hey, Steve, you're going to go in here and you're going to talk shit about this dude's hooks? No, that's not what it was. I was merely stating and I was merely making an observation that I found with one hook in a pack of 50. Um, so 2%, you know, with, I don't know how many of these hooks he's got out there, but it's, I mean, it's one hook, and and these, these fucking dudes were coming out of the woodwork. Oh well, you you stated an opinion that wasn't positive, so it's negative, which means you're you're talking shit. No, you fucking idiot! I'm not talking shit. I'm fucking, I'm telling you guys, I'm making a goddamn observation, and you're jumping in like a fucking white knight, like everybody else in this fucking world does all the time. You can't say shit. You can't have an opinion. You can't state anything you see because you got to worry about these assholes and these cocksuckers coming in and being a fucking white knight and trying to save the world when this was none of their none of their problem, none of their issue to begin with. So why the fuck get involved? You know, and I, I'm really sorry that this is gonna have this is curse curse laden right now, but I'm pretty pissed off about it, you know, um, I'm going to talk to, I'm going to talk to the hook owner today and, and tell him that there was, there was definitely no malice and no, no ill intent and, and, uh, you know, every, everything like that, because that's, because there wasn't, you know, these guys construing it this way is exactly, exactly the goddamn PC stupid fucking culture we live in right now. You can't say a goddamn thing because everybody takes offense to it. And then once everybody takes offense to it and it gets two or three followers, you're you're like, holy shit, man, what are we doing here? You know? You guys are you guys are getting on my ass because I'm sharing an observation that I made. And I didn't say anything negative about this hook. I didn't say I was going to stop buying these hooks. I didn't say that I was going to message the owner and demand a a free fucking hook. I mean, Jesus Christ, they pay 10 bucks for 50 hooks, you know? So, I'm not going to do the math. We'll just call it a nickel. It's probably not a nickel, but you know what I'm getting at. I'm not going to demand this money back because I got a soft hook. I don't give a fuck. I buy plenty of hooks. I'll keep buying hooks. The one hooks I won't buy are Timco 
U series. Those are garbage. Small in the mid size. Everything else is okay, but you've heard this rant before. Um So yeah, I mean I I don't know. I guess I guess if you're gonna post something on the internet and you're gonna you're gonna make an observation about something maybe preface it with hey this is an observation I love X and X and X company I love the owner blah 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 I just found this anomaly in your otherwise great products keep up the good work just thought you should know you know something like that cause god damn just saying that you found something holy fuck these people lose their shit you know so To all the white knights out there, fuck you.